Welcome to another episode of Use of Force. This week we were walking in the Pelham Bay Park area of the Bronx, and the incident that we're going to discuss happened in the Edenwald neighborhood at the Edenwald houses. I'll start out by reading the Use of Force report from 2019. It was September 29th, 2019, the 47th precinct. On September 29th, 2019, at approximately 0030 hours, officers engaged in a foot pursuit of a male subject armed with a loaded revolver. During the apprehension, a physical struggle between the officers and subject ensued. Several officers discharged their firearms, striking the subject and one officer. Both the officer and the subject were transported to the hospital where they were both later pronounced deceased. An FIE Titanic 32 caliber revolver was recovered on scene. The toxicology report indicated the presence of methamphetamine in the subject's system at the time of his death. Okay, so the following, or this incident occurred in September of 2019, the end of that month, and that is relevant insofar as it runs up against both COVID and the George Floyd instance in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. So there have been some outside factors that have changed the course of how this has all unfolded. As reference, there was a officer, Brian Mulkeen, and a, the deceased subject, both of them deceased, Antonio Williams, that were involved in the skirmish. The way that it went down, aside from the use of force report, is that Antonio was waiting for a car. This is information that wasn't revealed until much later. And he was reported as looking suspicious by the plain clothes units that were in the area. Mm-hmm. So they decided to make what was called a lawful stop uh, to Antonio. Mm-hmm. And at that point, there are not a tremendous amount of details other than he was alarmed by being stopped by the police officers, perhaps because of this methamphetamine in the subject system. And because they're not, they're not dressed as police officers, right? They're plainclothes officers. Right. So he's also being stopped by two random people at 1230 at night. Right. And he does have a history of, uh, you know, law, you know, a different things that he was, he had an open warrant for Mm. and uh, was on parole. Mm. The charges, you know, depending on where you read, they, you know, if you go by the New York Post articles, which were the first ones uh, to be reporting this, they use language like reputed gangbanger and, um, you know, pinched for robbery and, Mm. you know, drug charges that just make it seem like this is 
a hardened criminal that's a mastermind and there isn't any actual information on like long form information on what the circumstances of these charges were. Right. Which as we know previously, um, narcotics can mean marijuana Mm -hmm. and it doesn't, you know, doesn't necessarily mean anything that if you just heard plain would seem as troubling as the legal language. Right. So he has he has some degree of uh, involvement with the law system, which could make him feel anxious. The methamphetamine uh, element of this use of force report not um, mentioned in any of the reporting I'd seen to this point, mm. which is interesting. Well, methamphetamine could potentially be something other than what we think of immediately right it could be in some like it like like you said how narcotics can mean marijuana it can also maybe mean something other than meth i mean it it i'm not sure if it really matters one way or the other was it was it uh you know how long is the the shelf life of Mm, the methamphetamine mm -hmm. in the system if you're approaching somebody at 12 30 in the morning waiting for a car and and they're on drugs you shouldn't be surprised if they're going to start acting sure uh, erratically um the the struggle ensued where both officer mulkeen and officer robert witchers were involved in trying to bring antonio down and Mm -hmm. and handcuff him there were six officers on the scene when the guns were fired, five of them had their cameras on. Officer Mulkeen was the one that did not have his camera on. Oh. And so the footage from Officer uh, Witchers was released several months later, mm-hmm. I think in December. And it shows him tackling him. It's not immediately apparent in that video or I guess I guess it's it's apparent when you know what to look for, but he's seen punching Williams multiple times as they're oh. bringing him down, and it's you know there's no classical version of restraint that's going on as right. far as I can tell. They're they're trying to um, handcuff him, but if you start punching somebody, I don't know if they're going to be more likely to comply. Uh, yeah, and then there. The family ultimately released a uh, a security camera footage of the incident that they uh, managed to acquire through right. Freedom of Information, and yeah, it it more clearly shows the the punching that was happening. Wow! At that point, uh, Officer Mulkeen says he's reaching he's reaching in a very Mm -hmm. frantic manner you know he's Mm -hmm. reaching for a gun right and he then shoots four shots into williams at while on top of him and uh, at least one of them goes through his heart oh my gosh and after the fourth shot the police that are around him start firing as well yeah and a the only other police officer you can see on the on the security camera footage is Officer uh, Witchers, who somehow 
is not hit by a bullet, yeah. even though he was right. He, he pop, was also right there. He pops up and is kind of miraculously escapes getting hit, whereas uh, Officer Malkin is shot, I believe, five times. Wow. Including once in the head. And, yeah, the they do not show in the news version of the body camera footage, they do not show the actual... Uh, uh, moment of death, which mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I mean, it's a long conversation if that's good or bad. I mean, they they warn viewers in advance that it's graphic footage, but then they don't show the most graphic portion of it. They only show the really. It was kind of a lot of confusion, and then if you know what you're looking for, the officer th- throwing his hand down again and again on Williams. Wow. And then it just. That's all that they show. Yeah. So I don't, there, there probably was some other way you could find it, but it didn't come up immediately. Right. Whereas the security footage, uh, you can see it's, it goes from very active to just no movement, except for uh, Officer uh, Witchers, which I hope I'm pronouncing it. It's because it's not spelled Witchers, but I believe from what I was hearing in the reporting, it was Witchers. Um, he is he's up away from the two of them yeah and then um you know there's there's then a flurry of activity as all these other plainclothes officers come and then you can it's a 12 minute long security camera cut and then the the uh you know regular police cars are there and they're tending to officer mokeen fairly immediately but then they get the handcuffs on williams and then a number of minutes later, start trying to wow. revive him, which was, or he was already dead. Right. So. And so all the officers that were shooting were also plainclothes officers? Yes. So they were all there together. Why did, why were they shooting? Why did they, did they think that Mulkeen and... Williams were shooting at each other? I I would have to understand I what the protocol is here, what the training is here. I yeah. can't I can't imagine we get an answer that's satisfactory. Yeah. If we were to ask because it, it really just sounds like a total disaster in yeah. terms of how to handle this. I mean it sounds like every single person involved except for Antonio Williams did something terribly wrong i mean the the other officers that were from any range how they could i don't know how they would think that they could not potentially hit both of the other officers there right the fact that he was that the the officer was hit five times it's not even like one stray bullet yeah like multiple either multiple officers hit him or one officer hit him five times. I mean, yeah, it just seems really like incredibly incompetent. Yeah. And but every single, but even, you know, even the way that the officer that passed away handled things, it doesn't sound like he handled things well at all either. No, no, it really just feels like a, a big game of cops and robbers. Yeah. And yeah, he was, uh, so that, again, was in at the end of 2019. And then the coronavirus made everything 
the, the following up on this case a lot more confusing. Right. The family wanted answers, obviously. There right. were large gaps in what was going on. They filed a, a suit to get financial da uh, damages for Williams's two children. To, okay. And, and so it was unspecified amount. And in the interim, while they were waiting for some ruling from the Bronx DA on that, the plainclothes division was disbanded by the NYPD in June of 2020. Oh, wow. So, which is something that... I I'm, didn't I'm, hear about that. I don't, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if we've talked about it or not or what. I, but, yeah, that was, so that's in response to citywide protests. Yeah. And it's, the plainclothes division existed of over 600 officers. Mm-hmm. And they were doing what was called proactive policing, which similar to the clean hallways that we were talking right. about uh, a couple of weeks ago is really disturbing when you think about it. It's the idea of basically trying to start situations. Yeah. the I had never really thought of the plainclothes officer one way or the other until we started digging into these different use of force incidents. And every time I hear about it, I just think, wow, that's really stupid to have a police officer not dressed up like a police officer, but acting like a hothead police officer, not even a normal one, just like the worst version, Yeah, seems like. And it's confusing. It's confusing to everyone involved. If you see if if someone's coming towards you and aggressively and in the ways that a police officer does if they're dressed like a police officer you know how to behave but if they're dressed like anyone else from the street that's you think that that's a criminal right <laughs> or you think it's someone that's coming to hurt you ultimate and ultimately a lot of times you think that about a regular police officer too but so they disbanded in June 2020 the Bronx plainclothes police officers or the citywide? Citywide. Okay. It was across... So that's good news. Across 77 different precincts. Wow. Okay. And yeah, they the plainclothes officers are responsible for 31% of fatal NYPD shootings wow. since 2018. And some of the more higher profile uh, deaths by police officers in NYPD history, including Eric Garner's death, um, Saheed Vassell's death, Sean Bell, and uh, Amadou Diallo. Mm. So it's good that they're getting rid of this, this idea of proactive policing. Is, uh, I mean, it, they're, the way that it sounds, the way that it's branded is so a concept that's intriguing, but the reality of it is it it's really just starting trouble and yeah. creating these situations where you have people totally just reacting, not yeah. not thinking. It sounds to me like it's someone whose job is to sweep up and they find their floor clean, so they bring in some dirt from outside so that they have something to do. It sounds like someone that's just creating problems so that they can continue to 
do the work that maybe is just not, and maybe they're just not necessary. Yeah, yeah. And so those officers then that were disbanded from the plainclothes unit, I assume that they went, now they just wear uniforms because I, I read that the family of Antonio Williams was trying to get the officers, every officer involved that night, fired mm-hmm. and that the DA came back with a verdict on that earlier this month and said no. Right. So that's the, the most recent information. So I'm assuming was that... that those plainclothes officers are now just regular police officers. Yeah, I mean, they uh, they get assigned to different departments okay. uh, throughout the force. It's not like any of the plainclothes officers are dismissed. They just get assigned new roles. Gotcha. And yes, as of April 9th, 2021, which was just a couple weeks ago now, the uh, DA um, the Bronx said, DA. The, yes, the Bronx DA, Darcel Clark, um, said that, there are no charges planned against any of the officers. Right. And, you know, whether or not that's appropriate in this situation, I think is, I think something I'd I'd have to understand more about how the law works in relation to this situation because it, it, I mean, it just, it was just a disaster of tactic. You know, is that, does that mean that charges should be, filed perhaps i'm not, i'm not sure i'm yeah. this is definitely not an, an issue of looking to excuse but it's just it kind of goes beyond like intent in some ways and just like everybody behaving in a completely mindless manner yeah i mean i think from what we've learned in researching this i'd say that the the officer that passed away if he had not passed away, would probably be the most likely to face some sort of charges for shooting Antonio Williams four times while on top of him and causing his demise. That seems pretty reckless. And I'd also say that the other officer that was close up that punched him seems like that seems like bad assault, if nothing else. Right. That you could charge them with. But I would agree with you that the other officers involved that shot from farther away, while that seems really, you know, maybe reckless abandonment or, or I don't know the right term, reckless, just reckless behavior. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know. I'd have to know more about the, the, planning and tactics for police officers in an event like this too. Right. So I'll just end on this as kind of a way to illustrate the difference in how the reporting goes on suspect versus officer. As I mentioned earlier, the language used against uh, or to describe Williams purported gangbanger and soulless individual and things like that. In the most recent article uh, exonerating all the officers, they described the Mulkeen and Williams, and, and Williams is described a little more demurely in this instance. 
Williams, a resident of upstate Endicott who left behind two children, was a restaurant worker. He died at Montefiore Hospital from a bullet Mulkeen fired into his heart, the report says. Mulkeen, a former Fordham University track star who passed up a business career to become a police officer, was hit by police bullets in his head, his pelvis, and his buttock, says the report. He died at Jacoby Hospital. So, you know, they they stick to the most basic description of Williams, yeah. and then they lionize Mulkeen for this. And right. It's just ingrained that we have to make the police officers the the greatest versions of themselves when they die. Sure. And it just it really obscures things. That I'm not saying that you shouldn't make Officer Mokeen remembered well, but why are we not describing Williams as a, you know, father loving father and, yeah. who had achievements of his own? Right. Plenty of positive things that we can hear about him as well. I mean, we read stories from family and friends as well that describe him in a positive way. Right. And it's not even like he was holding up anybody. Right. Or he wasn't even he engaged was in criminal activity at this time. Right. Right. In this in this very particular incident, the real criminals are the police that came out of nowhere to attack a man that was just waiting for a car. I mean, yeah. He wasn't it, doing anything. I mean, the the idea even I mean, the the report says that they were engaged in a foot pursuit of a male armed with a loaded revolver, which in the actual description of what happened, it doesn't sound like it was a foot pursuit at all. It sounds like they saw someone that they thought looked suspicious, whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I mean, criminal behavior perhaps, what I would say is that it is just a system that is grotesquely set up. Yeah. That these officers are given a mission and it's to um, capture people clandestinely that may be uh, holding something that is considered a crime, not committing a crime, but holding something that's that's considered a crime. Right. And they're acting on bad orders and they're executing in a in a sloppy manner. And this is what's happening. Yeah. Okay, but that's it for this week. If you have any more information about this use of force instance or would like to discuss it more, please reach out. We're always interested in understanding situations further. And until next time, take care. Bye. Bye.